Hola, ¿qué tal? It's Chiquis from the Chiquis and Chill podcast. State Farm apoya con orgullo este podcast and all the storytellers on the My Cultura podcast network. They value nuestra familia as much as we do, and that's why they're offering surprisingly great rates. So you don't have to give up on doing what you love. With State Farm, you'll help protect what's important to you. Together, we're committed to elevating the Latino experience. It's our time to be heard about so many topics. Y con el apoyo de State Farm, nuestras voces can speak about mental health, familia, financial literacy, body positivity, y mucho más. State Farm supports our vision, our communities, our neighborhoods, y nuestra gente. Tus seres queridos son tan importantes para ellos como lo son para ti. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. State Farm, a proud sponsor of the My Cultura Podcast Network. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, El Conservador. And that's at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And we are here 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden in New York City. They want to teach your children about sex and a bunch of other things, critical race theory among them. I want you to listen to a Zoom conversation that happened just a few days ago. I'm Catherine Watkins, 8th grade humanities teacher at Cedar Park Middle School, and my pronouns are she, her, we, and us. Um, I'm going to say something that's not nice and not sweet, but it's true. If you're not evolving into an anti-racist educator, you're making yourself obsolete in this field of profession. Um, our district is only getting browner and browner with our children. And so if, you know, obviously you can't change your melanin, all right, but you can change your mind so that you can actually function in a, a district that is full of BIPOC children. So if you're being resistant, I understand that, but you're going to have to eventually come to the light because if you're going to keep with those old views, of um, colonialism, um, it's going to lead to being fired because you're going to be doing damage to our children, um, trauma. And so as we fire the teachers who sexually abuse our children, we will be firing the, the teachers who do racist things to our children and traumatize them. And while our district might not be completely on there, OEA, um, OEA is working on it. All right? NEA is working on it. And so it's just a matter of time. So it's like you either evolve or dissolve. You've got to start walking with us. So you either evolve or dissolve. Thank you, Catherine, for that um, touch of fascism, if you will. But that's what's going on right now. And we're seeing a lot of this stuff. You know, about a month ago, or no, about a week ago, the uh, story came out in the New York Post headline, Columbia Prep students and parents reel after a class on porn literacy. Now, this stuff is happening all over the country. This is not just Catherine and uh, in the Midwest and the West Coast, but it's happening right here in New York City as well. 
So check this out. Parents at the Posh Columbia Grammar and Preparatory School are outraged that they were never told of the fourth R being added to reading, writing, and arithmetic. And of course, the fourth R they're talking about is raunch. In addition to the usual reading, writing, and arithmetic, the school this month launched lessons on porn. I know it's arithmetic. I'm just giving you what the New York Post wrote. (laughs) Without informing families or allowing them to have their kids opt out, and parents were fumed. When juniors at the 47,000 a year Manhattan school showed up for a health and sexuality workshop, most thought it was just going to be about condoms and birth control. One student told the New York Post, Instead, it was something called pornography literacy, an intersectional focus on mainstream porn, taught by Justine Ang Fante, who is the director of health and wellness at Dalton, another elite prep school. The often explicit slide presentation and lecture by Fante to the 120 boys and girls included lessons on how porn takes care of three big male vulnerabilities. And that's a quote from the curriculum. Statistics on the, quote, orgasm gap, end quote showing straight women have far fewer orgasms with their partners than gay men do or gay women do, and including photos of partially nude women, some in bondage, to analyze what porn is and what art is. Miss Fonte's presentation, some of which was seen by the New York Post, included a list of the most searched for pornographic terms of 2019, including cream pie, anal, gangbang, stepmom, and more, quote-unquote. One slide cited various porn genres such as incest-themed, consensual, vanilla, barely legal, kink, and BDSM, end quote. This also included waterboard electro-torture porn as an example. We were all like, what? said a female student. Everyone was texting each other. What the hell is this? It's so stupid. Everyone knows about porn. The worst part of it was that it took place not long before the advanced placement tests, and I had to miss both of my AP classes for this. End quote. That's from a female student. One part of the porn presentation involved something called the marketability of only fans. And that's another quote from the curriculum. The hot new app that's used mostly for sex work. One slide included a photo of a pretty young woman who appeared to be promoting her OnlyFans type of work, saying, quote, I identify as non-binary. And she's quoted as saying, but because that hasn't hit the general consciousness of the adult industry, I say girl, because that's what people who want to buy my content will be looking for, end quote. The female Columbia Prep student said most of the kids aged 16 and 17 watched a lesson on Zoom from home, which is what alerted some parents to it. But some were at school and were made to assemble in the gym together to watch it on their laptops. We were all so shocked and mortified, one girl told the New York Post. We were all like, why are they doing this and why do they think it's okay? End quote. We were supposed to answer questions about the porn stuff in the Zoom chat, But we were all side chatting in group chats and tons of kids thought it was so dumb that they sent the link to their friends all over the city and they were all logging in with the password. One girl spoke to the post with her mother, but they spoke on condition of anonymity, saying this, quote, No one wants to be canceled or lose their livelihood and that can be done in an instant, the mom said. 
Most parents feel the same way I do about not going public, but at the same time, we're incredibly frustrated by what's going on. None of the parents knew this was planned. We were completely left in the dark. It makes us wonder, what else is the school up to? End quote. Another parent of a middle schooler at the pre-K through 12th grade school said, It's outrageous that the school is introducing pornography into a mainstream classroom and starting to indoctrinate kids. The goal of this is to disrupt families. The quote continues, Why is the school making porn a priority as opposed to physics, art, literacy, or even uh, poetry? She asked. Three other parents who spoke with the Post said they asked the school administrators to show them content from the presentation after it took place, but they were rebuffed. One mother sent a letter to the school and was granted a discussion with administrators by Zoom, saying this, The conversation went nowhere, she told the Post. The sophistry was incredible, end quote. The Columbia Prep student said she didn't know what Fonte was attempting to teach them, saying this, quote, I don't understand what was the overarching message or theme was. I remember what stood out was one part when she showed images of what could be considered porn or could, could be uh, considered body positivity, but it didn't help me with anything, end quote. Fonte, 35 years old, declined to comment and referred the post to Columbia Prep and Dalton Prep. Dr. William Donahue, the head of school at Columbia Prep, did not respond to calls and emails from the post. A spokesman for Dalton, where parents have told the Post that Fonte teaches classes to first and second graders that include inappropriate discussions of sexuality, possibly even about masturbation, defended Fonte's work, saying, quote, Dalton does not teach, nor have we ever taught the type of curriculum that's being suggested. Our health classes do teach students important lessons related to body positivity, consent, and boundary setting with friends and others. A small number of parents who misinterpreted the lessons this fall and expressed concerns were offered meetings with faculty to clarify. No additional concerns have been exposed or expressed to the faculty. That's the end of that quote. Now, Fonte's website says that she has reveled in disrupting health education for 10 years and frames her pedagogy through the lens of Kimberly Crenshaw's teachings on intersectionality. Crenshaw, 62, is a law professor at Columbia University and the UCLA School of Law and an early proponent of critical race theory and coined the term intersectionality more than 30 years ago. It refers to how people's social identities overlap and how some are disadvantaged by their race, class, gender identity, sexual orientation, or religion. Fonte's workshop seems to be connected with a pornography literacy program for adolescents that was developed in 2016 in Boston through a partnership with the City Health Commission and a Boston University professor. Now, I'm looking at this slide here that's uh, printed, and it says pornographies, one of two, and in parentheses, it says Rothman and Alder's Porn Literacy for Youth Curriculum. So I guess these professors, Rothman and Alder, are the ones that created this at that uh, university in Boston. Now, among other things, the early program was designed to teach students that pornography is created for entertainment and generally not for instructional purposes. And about the danger of texting each other nude photos. But parents and students were supposed to be alerted to the content of the class before it was even given. Fonte's presentation reportedly did not include anything about the dangers of sexting. 
This is still part of an orthodoxy that has taken over schools across the country, a spokesman for the Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism told the New York Post. Millions of kids are being experimented on with a new curriculum that racializes and sexualizes young children, labels them by traits like skin color, gender, or sexual orientation, and tells them the paths of their lives are determined by those traits, end quote. Columbia Grammar School Prep on 93rd Street near Central Park was founded in 1764 and has notable alumni like Sarah Michelle Geller, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Another mother of a young child at the prep school in Columbia said that the uh, Columbia Prep is one of the last private schools in the city to have, quote, not gone down the radicalized rabbit hole, end quote. But she said the school is on the verge of hiring a DEI a diversity, equity, and inclusion director. She said parents are banding together to persuade administrators to pause the hire and consider input from organizers like FAIR and from FIRE. That's another education free speech group. Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, which advocate for free speech and denounce critical race theory and other so-called quote-unquote woke policies. Friday, they launched an anonymous Instagram account called Speak Up CGPS. Shortly after the Post published this story Saturday night, Columbia's head of school, Dr. William McDonoghue, excuse me, William M. Donahue, sent a conciliatory email to the school parents saying that the content and tone of the presentation did not represent the philosophy, which is to educate our students in ways that promote their personal development and overall health as well as to express respect for them as individuals. Blah, 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 that's BS and you know it. Saying, quote, it was unfortunate that we did not better inform ourselves of the speaker's specific content in advance. Donahue continued, in this case, the speaker did not align with our unique CGPS mission and for this, I apologize. Going forward, we will certainly learn from this experience. End quote. One of the mothers organizing the parents' new social media campaign told the New York Post that Donahue's statement doesn't address the real issue. It's not about this one class. It's about the whole radical direction the school's going into, and that's the end of that. But the reality is this is not just about one program or one seminar or workshop. This is about so much of what's actually happening across America. If we take this over to Washington, right? Take a look at Washington. Article on KEPR, CBS. What parents need to know about the new sex education bill. This is a couple of months ago, but the information is extremely relevant. Parents and teachers are making noise online about a bill that would require comprehensive sexual health education to be taught every year starting in kindergarten. The bill passed in the Senate and is now on Governor Jay Inslee's desk waiting to be signed into law. The bill would require public schools to teach comprehensive sex health education to students once a year from kindergarten to fifth grade and twice a year from sixth grade through twelfth grade. The document circulating online that started the social media outcry is a Google Doc labeled Rights, Respect, and Responsibility, the three R's of curriculum. The front also has a logo of a nonprofit called Parents' Rights in Education. The document's 70 pages long and includes lesson plans and worksheets, etc. Quote, I'm not willing to put my child through something that we're not ready to teach at home yet, said one concerned parent, Monica Soto. 
She's the mom of two sixth grade children. And she's a sixth grade teacher herself. Other son is in third grade. And her daughter is three years old. But a spokesman for the Office of the Superintendent of Public Instruction says learning sex ed in schools is important. Kids in Washington schools are getting STDs and are sexually abused or assaulted in record numbers. So hold on a second. This lady's saying that kids need to learn about sex so that when they get molested in kindergarten through sixth grade, they can have a better understanding of what being molested is. Did we just discover this overnight? This is such a crock. This woman, her name, Katie Payne, the director of communications, she goes on to say, kids are learning this stuff one way or another, whether it's from the internet or from friends, and there's a lot of bad information out there. Well, listen, lady, that's been the case for uh, forever, right? Since the beginning of uh, parenting. And last I checked, we weren't telling our kids, hey, sit down, we're going to watch some porn. I'm going to explain something to you. Tens of thousands of parents are signing petitions online calling for Governor Inslee to veto the bill. And again, that was three months ago. What happened in Manhattan happened uh, a week ago. And this goes on and on and on. And this stuff is not just the sex ed, but of course that's the sexualization part of it. But then there's the whole woke part of it, right? The uh, hate yourself, hate your parents. You will be a better person if you hate white people. You'll be a better person if you hate the establishment of this country. This is the problem that we're facing. This is where we are ladies and gentlemen and this is a really tough place to be how do we fix it we replace the teachers there's an old saying if you want something done right you gotta do it yourself keep it locked right there I am Rich Valdez and there's more to come but I want you to sit on an idea and this is a a radical one this is where I'm going out on a limb but if we as parents of children again my children are at this age and a little older now but if we get more parents involved to say you know what screw public education we're going to bring down public education from the inside Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade by parents no longer using it. We're going to formulate a plan. We're going to figure out a way like they did in Camden, New Jersey, where they homeschooled their kids because it was so dangerous to send their kids to school. And they would get together in different people's basements and community groups and church basements and church rec rooms. And they would have their homeschooling in a central location. And the parents took turns teaching the different subjects to the kids. And these kids learned and they succeeded. But you have to take action because without taking action... The next generation of children are going to learn this perverse nonsense. They're going to hate America. And that's not something I want on my conscience. I hope it's not something you want on yours. More to come straight ahead. Don't move a muscle. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. All right, bienvenido, America. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. 
And that's Parlor, Rumble, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm having a little bit of fun on Instagram. I, I like to post pictures every now and again when I can. Uh, it seems easy to use. Um, Rumble, still getting the hang of it with the new format. But we will continue to crank out this content. And I thank each and every one of you for sharing it and commenting on it and sending us the notes that you do. I appreciate the encouragement. Uh, we uh, went up, I think, 17 or 20 uh, chart positions on the Apple a podcast chart under politics and news so thank you for that and uh, i'm looking at a video that i saw on mr producer's rumble channel and it says critical uh race theory white teacher stops teaching spanish because she's white racism originates with and is perpetuated by white people learning spanish from a white woman i wish i could go back and tell my students not to learn power or correctness from this white woman i would tell them to stand in their own power White isn't right. We're deconstructing our emotions around acknowledging our whiteness and white privilege through the lens of grief and the process of grief. We talked about mourning our white morality. I'm holding myself accountable to this journey. Part of my accountability is to continue to struggle and grapple with my internalized white supremacy. Dismantling white supremacy in society looks like dismantling in my heart first. It means I'm not going to teach Spanish. Accountability is ongoing because there is no end to the process. There's no end to the process. White teacher quits her job as a Spanish teacher. Jessica Bridges uh, from Oklahoma State University is no longer teaching Spanish voluntarily because she said it wasn't right for a white teacher to teach Spanish. She also said... (laughs) white people aren't right racism originates with and is perpetuated by white people well that part may be true and mourning her white morality now this lady obviously has been uh, suckered into the critical race theory trap and she believes in all this nonsense but the, the reality is You can't change the fact that you're white. You can't change the fact that there were slaves in this country and that colonialism existed and the slave trade was a thing and the North was the North and the South was the South. The only thing you can do is live your life today. And critical race theory wants you to hate yourself and hate your history. And I'm not just talking to white people. I'm talking to everybody. Because again, I could be Hispanic. I'm brown or BIPOC, as they call, right? Black, indigenous, person of color. Not to be confused with Tupac. And... They want me to hate myself because I don't believe in their agenda. And that's part of the big deal here is that they don't support one set of ideas, but they will knock down any set of ideas that isn't their own. If you don't agree with them, they hate you. They will destroy you and they will cancel you. This is, to me, characteristic of totalitarianism, of authoritarianism. This is how it starts. If we can accustom people to thinking this way, to becoming self-loathers and hating themselves because they think it's okay to love America, it's okay to have a job, it's okay to be a Spanish teacher. What if I want to be a Japanese teacher? Shouldn't I have the liberty and the right to do so? There's nothing stopping me from doing that other than my desire to do it. And I talk about that all the time. But this is where we are. Kids look to these people for direction. They look to parents, they look to teachers for the instruction, especially at the university level, at the primary school level, when a kid's in kindergarten. Clearly, this is what they're they're learning from, who they're learning from. And it just isn't right. 
So when you've got Blue's Clues now pushing the idea that it's okay or it should be accepted to be a drag queen or to have drag queens around. I got to tell you, growing up, I never saw a drag queen other than RuPaul on TV. In real life, I mean, I might have seen a couple in the city, but um, that, I mean, that was already a teenager by then. But as a kid, I didn't see any drag queens. That part of life just didn't exist. But today, sadly, that's a real thing. Listen to this clip from Blue's Clues. And you get the point. It goes on forever and ever. This is the longest clip of audio ever. And what they don't do is show a traditional family, at least not anywhere near the beginning. There's no mom, dad, brother, sister, mom, dad, son, daughter, that stuff. Um, it, it may come towards the end with their drag queen MC hosting this parade. And the point is, I don't care that those people are going to do what they do and how they do what they do. I care that a mom and a dad and a son and a daughter, a mom and dad and two boys, a mom and dad and two daughters, you know, four kids, I mean, a family of four, two kids and two parents or whatever, is somehow a thing of the past. Somehow that is wrong. What we've known to be the nuclear family is somehow under attack. Now, I know that we know that it's under attack, but this is extremely blatant. This isn't just about accepting other styles of families and other ways of living life which you can leave to parents to do. This is about redefining what's right and making everything else wrong, which is why they didn't show the mom and the dad and the traditional family. And at least if they did, not in the clip that I saw. So if it's there and everybody's going to call me and hate me and say, well, the whole episode was about that rich and this was just the part where they were showing the others. All right, maybe, maybe so. I'm not going to bother to watch the entire episode. I've never liked that show to begin with. Point is, there's an attack 
on the traditional family. Who can resist that attack but you and me and anybody else that gives a damn to defend the family, to get married and stay married, to have children and keep them and raise them and do what we do without changing tradition. I think it's okay to uphold tradition. It's okay to uphold who we are and not let go of what once was while still evolving and seeing things new. Like the teacher in the beginning said, it's either you evolve or you dissolve. It's that fascistic take on life. I think we can all coexist. I truly do. But we can't all coexist if one side is haranguing teachers to teach sex ed. If one side is haranguing teachers to teach critical race theory. If one side is creating cartoons, creating these curricula. If only one side is trying and the other side is just complaining... I can guarantee you which side is going to win. And that's why I get on this mic as often as I do, trying to implore people to do what they can, to do the best that they can. And I get it. Listen, I spent 10 years as a school board member, helped to start. I was a founder of a charter school, not trying to brag. I'm just telling you how it is because I thought it was important. It cost me time. It cost me uh plenty of uh, heartache when I had to go places on those evenings and I couldn't see my kids. I couldn't be there the time uh, that I needed to be there with other family members. I get it. But I have to sit here and think, what's the greater cost? Do we just sit here and turn a blind eye? We can't. Anyway, keep it locked right there. I got some final thoughts and one more clip of audio I want to share with you before we wrap it up. So stick with me. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. What's up, America? Welcome back. Bienvenido, Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. And we've been talking about so much of the perversion and seduction that's going on, attacking our students or trying to uh, get our students to succumb to the perverted curriculum that's being put out there. And it's not just by schools and and corrupt teachers or even um, morally corrupt cartoon makers and what have you. But it really is far and wide, all-encompassing, quite comprehensive, even in the medical field. So as you learn in school that it's okay to decide later on in life, I don't know if I'm a boy, I don't know if I'm a girl, I think today I feel like this, tomorrow I feel like that. Whatever sex you identify, and again, that was too hard to sell, so we had to go with gender. Gender is what I feel, not what I physically am. And as more and more of that continues, you now have doctors that are saying, look, if you feel like a girl, I'll give you medicine so that you can feel like a girl. You know, we'll get you some hormones right away. They never say, listen, kid, maybe you um, need some hormones to make you feel more like a boy. Maybe you've got too little testosterone or too much estrogen. They don't say that. And in effect, that to me would be the more logical hormone therapy. But no, they go the other way. And now they're going as far as saying, listen, if you feel like a girl, we'll make you into a girl. Or if you're a girl, if you feel like a boy, we'll make you into a boy. We'll give you the testosterone. You'll grow a beard. You know, you'll get some hairy legs, some hairy armpits. If you have breasts, we can cut them off for you. If you want to get them back later, well, you could just get implants. What the heck? You think that's flippant of me? You think I'm making this up? I want you to hear this one doctor who basically says that she's trans-affirming 
And it's okay to chop the breasts off of a teen girl because kids, most of the time, make good decisions, right? That's that's her opinion. And a girl can always get new breasts later if she wants. And that's Dr. Joanna Olson Kennedy. Listen to this. you go if you want breasts later on you can go and get them let us do the damage up front we'll chop your pecker off we'll cut your chest off we'll do whatever we got to do to make you feel good when you're 9 10 12 11 13 14 17 years old and once you're an adult and your brain is fully formed and you feel like you know what like that guy that was on tucker carlson the other night that was saying, you know, he'd gone through the transition, went from boy to being girl, did that for, I don't know, five years or so, was massively depressed, wanted to kill himself and decided to switch back. And he's still depressed, but less depressed than he was originally. Absolute insanity. Yet doctors like this lady, activists posing as doctors, where are the conservatives? I can tell you I'm right here and I wish I hear stuff like that and I wish I would have become a doctor so that I could fight this fight on that battlefield but I've got a 16 year old or soon to be 16 year old and I want her to become a doctor and I want her to take whatever values I can impart uh, upon her and I hope and pray that she becomes a doctor if she decides to do something else God bless her I have another one that's 19 about to be 20 that wants to be a teacher some days other days she wants to travel the world (laughs) and God bless her for it I I love her But my point is, once they figure out who they're going to become in life, it's my hope and prayer that one becomes a teacher and makes a difference in the classroom that she's in and impacts other teachers and informs other teachers. It's my hope and prayer that my little one will go on to become a doctor and help people first and foremost and impart the wisdom that she's learned throughout her journey of life with others so that there can be an impact made. And those are the only ways I can think of. I don't think I can become a doctor right now. It would take me quite a while. I guess where there's a will, there's a way, but it's not in the cards for me. What is in the cards for me is to reach as many of you as I can with a message of hope, with a message that things can get better, but we need to do more, that we need to be involved, and that the responsibility for America lies upon the shoulders of we, the people, not them, the politicians. It's us that needs to stand up when we see something that's wrong. We need to correct the injustices that we see. We need to be the change that we want to see in this world. Because if we stand for nothing, we'll fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. Those are quotes from Hamilton and Lord Acton, Sir Edmund Burke, and others that have a lot more wisdom than me. So I encourage you to read them 
And listen to me <laughs> when you get a chance and ask, have your friends and ask them to listen to me and share this with as many people as you can because this is the stuff that's going on right now that's going to affect the next generation, the next several generations and only you can make a difference. Like Smokey the Bear, only you can prevent wokeism. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, America. I am Rich Valdez and this is America. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.